When I had met with Kathy, I think the first thing I noticed was her transparency. She was just going through all of these internal documents with our values and who we are and really set that precedence of we really care about our client and we're going to do whatever it takes because we have all of these resources that we've created. I'm Matt Fazell from Madison, Wisconsin, and you're listening to You're a Financial Planner, Now What? The podcast to help you fast track your career by bringing you meaningful conversations on topics that influence new financial planners, their careers, and the lives of their clients. Today, we're excited to have Matt interview Kathy Longo and Michelle Lenz of Flourish Financial Planning. Michelle has worked with Kathy for a year and a half, and together they share how they met and what has made their relationship successful. Whether you're a new financial planner or a seasoned planner looking to expand, this is a great episode to listen to. Kathy and Michelle, thank you for joining us today. I'm so happy to have you guys here. Thank you. We're excited to be here. So Kathy, let's start with you. Um, Obviously, as the firm owner, why don't you just give us a quick background into why you started your firm, uh, where you're at, and where you see the firm going? Well, it's actually a good time to talk about the firm because we are about to celebrate our fifth fifth birthday is what I like to say. So next Tuesday is the fifth anniversary of Flourish. So I'm really excited. And oh, just even in reflection of the, I can't believe it's been five years since I started Flourish. But I, I've been in the financial planning profession for about 25 years in different sized firms. And I even majored in financial planning. I like to say back when there were, oh, just, Oh, I think it was about a dozen schools that had the major for financial planning. So I feel so lucky to have started really early, but worked at small fee-only planning firms to public accounting firms to my most recent position before I started Flourish was a partner at a large RIA, um, so a large advisory firm in town. And then I just had the vision um, that I wanted to really have that true entrepreneurial experience and start Flourish Wealth Management and build a firm that would create opportunities for um, my clients and for the team that I would build. Um, And so it's been a really exciting five years. Wow. And I bet those five years have just flown by, huh? It's, it's just hard to believe. It's kind of fun right now because I'm getting the little like LinkedIn, like, hey, happy anniversary. And I I just can't believe all that we've accomplished and just all that we're looking forward to. And I feel so thankful to have created Flourish. Awesome. And, and you know, just to give our listeners a little bit of insight, you know, you, you said that you were working in a wide variety of firms before you went and started your own. What was really that catalyst that said, hey, I want to go do this myself? You know, it was really just thinking about the firm that I wanted to create and the experience that I wanted to give to my clients and to be more hands-on and create something where I could set the strategic direction for the firm and really put my influence in the firm. And so that was the um, the motivation. And then it was also surrounding myself with, like I, I like to say, my tribe that would, it was a group of women business owners that as I I talked about where I was at and what I was looking for from the future. They said, hey, you need to start your own firm. And they really encouraged and pushed me a little bit. And I took the leap and I've been thankful from day one. That's so awesome. And it's it's great to have a support system around you when you're first starting, right? It is so true. Um, and so much to learn. And like, I, I've always appreciated, I, like I've always been involved in study groups, either through Financial Planning Association um, or through like other 
business owner groups where I learn from others and have that all peer network where um, we're pushing and challenging and growing together. And obviously, we have one of your team members here on the podcast with us today. Uh, but how big is the team at Flourish? And what has that process been like of going from a firm of one to uh, you know, a firm with multiple planners? So right now, we have five five individuals. So five, we were kind of in this number five, I guess. Um, so there's five of us. And um, I have Michelle, who you'll get an opportunity to talk to in a little bit, Michelle Lenz. Um, she is a wealth manager in our firm. And then we have another individual also from um, the Wisconsin Financial Planning Program, Nicole Swanson. Um, she's also a wealth manager. And so I work with the two of them and they, they we sh- kind of share clients and teams. So Michelle will work with half of our clients and Nicole works with the other half. And then I work as the relationship manager with the clients and they work with more on the day-to-day operations and involved with all the meeting and working on the planning recommendations right alongside um, me. And then we, in addition, we have another Michelle, Michelle White, who is client services manager. So she does a lot of our account opening paperwork and greeting our clients. And she also has a background in compliance. So she helps me a little bit on the compliance side too. And then we have another individual, Jay, who leads the day-to-day investment research and managing of like the operations on our investment side. You know, Michelle, why don't you tell me a little bit more about your path to Flourish and, you know, some of the experiences you had along your career path and ultimately how you ended up finding this role? Yeah, sure. I'd love to talk about that. So like Kathy had mentioned, I graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in their personal finance program in 2015. And that was also a part of the CFP certification program. And then immediately after college, I moved to Minneapolis, kind of just took a leap. And I started at a really small firm in a client services role. I was there for about a year and then ended up moving to a really big firm in downtown, doing specifically estate planning and trust administration. But I really innately, I didn't know this at the time, but I missed that comprehensive financial planning. And I actually randomly connected to Kathy uh, because she was in Denver doing a financial planning boot camp, and one of my friends was there and thought we needed to connect. And so when Kathy and I met, we were just talking, and she randomly asked me, like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? And I thought, that's such an interesting question to ask someone in normal conversation. Um, And so then I thought that was a really great opportunity to get to know the firm. And kind of like you asked her, I saw her vision. I saw how it was so relationship focused. It was all about the clients and being a true fiduciary. Um, And so I remember calling my mom and thinking, okay, I might not be ready right now for this opportunity to get back into financial planning completely, but will this type of opportunity be there? You know, to work with someone like Kathy, who is just an extremely talented planner, but also has been on so many nonprofit boards as a published author, author, et cetera, and can really turn into a mentor for me. And so now I've been here about a year and a half, and I've really been able to dig into financial planning, client management, Um, And also like additional types of entrepreneurial strategic initiatives that I want to, that I'm interested in. That's quite the icebreaker there, Kathy. What are your strengths and weaknesses? (laughs) Well, I I guess there's something lost in the introduction. I was... (laughs) 
definitely interviewing her and she didn't know that. So um, she blames this other individual who um, didn't quite give her all of the facts that I was looking to hire. Um, but Michelle is so great on the spot. And um, she, she, I just like felt an attraction to her right away in terms of she would be the right fit for Flourish. And I was just really excited. And um, but yeah, she didn't know she was interviewing. And so that's where that question came out of the blue. I did That's make very- him buy me margaritas. After. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so, so Michelle, you said you know in your in your intro there that you didn't know if you were quite ready. What were some of those concerns that you had when you were thinking about taking this role, and what what didn't you feel ready for? Honestly, I think it was starting in my first position outside of college, it was a really small firm with financial planning, but it was very investment focused. And also, I didn't feel like my opinion was heard. A lot of times just being a new planner, especially like it was kind of like sit in your seat. And But Kathy really provided me a seat at the table. And that's what I was looking for. Um, a place where I can take initiative and also someone who will support my own growth. So like Kathy has supported me through the CFP, getting that, and then also building me up and building my network network where in a real that small firm and a big firm, there was so much bureaucracy and also not enough attention on the client service piece of financial planning and the planning piece too. Very true. And I think that is unfortunately too common um, in our profession. Um, sometimes we just don't know quite how to integrate newer planners into the firm. Um, so just to be clear, are you currently in a producing role where you know you're not obviously selling insurance or anything like that, but are you expected to develop new client relationships? Is that what you were getting at with the networking? I think what I was getting at was more allowing me to network and really encouraging me to join these different types of groups like the Financial Planning Association and um, not so much like to find clients, but to really develop yourself professionally and personally. And Kathy, I guess just to follow up with what you said um, in your introduction story there about Michelle, you said that there was this connection that you just felt an attraction to Michelle as a good fit for your firm. Obviously, you've hired a couple of planners at this point. Um, What are those qualities in Michelle and Nicole that really have stood out to you in offering them a position versus some of the other people you've come across? We have had some turnover as a firm. And one of the things I've learned is being in a small firm, we're nimble enough. And so like people that embrace change are really good for us. Not that we want to change every day. Like we we really do operate off of a strategic plan, um, but we want to create and look for opportunities to improve the firm. So like for our core values, we're really looking for, um, like I'll just list out our core values and then talk a little bit more about what we look for in in financial planners or really just team members in general, but um, individuals that bring excellent and heart in everything they do, people that are willing to make a difference, grow and share our experience and insights, take initiative and be resourceful, and appreciate and celebrate. So things that I look for in a planner is curiosity, Um, individuals that are really wanting to learn and grow and improve upon themselves and the lives of others, people that are resourceful, people who have, um, well, obviously, like the financial planning background. But I think it's that right mix of 
technical skills, but also the really interpersonal skills, um, people that really want to connect and understand kind of more of the deeper meaning with money. So, you know, as we think about like Michelle's had is past her CFP um, and she is now we're working on developing other skills for her. So she's going to go to Money Quotient, which is a an organization out in Portland that focuses on tools for financial planners to help understand, understand the personal side of money. So thinking about how can we help her to continue to grow as a planner is really important. And, and like I said, I've had hiring, some hiring, um, you know, it's some, some of it I think is just as we grow and evolve as a firm, like a small firm's not for everybody. Um, you know, some people do much better in like a larger firm with a lot more structure for them. Um, and I think that we kind of have that balance, but we're always growing and looking to improve. How do you address those concerns or those obstacles going forward now that you've been through that experience before, not only in searching for a candidate, but also in the onboarding process with a new planner such as Michelle? You know, so some of it has been like evolution of us being really clear what our values are and really looking to hire to our values. Some of it's in testing and um, doing uh, additional testing for individuals. And then as we think about like our team today, we, we like even continue to invest in how do we, because I mean, we're still a small team of five individuals. So most recently as we, we Nicole joined our firm in the fall is we really wanted to figure how do we work together better as our team and how do we understand each other's strengths? So we all went through strength finders and everybody had their own individual coaching session. And then we had a couple of sessions as a team so we could really look to bond together. So as I think about adding new people to the team, I'll continue to do more testing, like really understanding um, their who they are and um, so we can be fully informed who that team member is because I think it's so important to preserve the team and the culture that we're trying to create here. Obviously, CFP programs are phenomenal at getting the technical side of financial planning down to a science. Um, But I guess on top of the strength finders and some of those development things, what else do you think a new planner needs to be successful that they may not necessarily obtain from the CFP certification? Well, I believe like networking. So I think a new planner that can demonstrate, you know, that's willing to reach out to ask for an informational interview that shows initiative that, you know, learns something about the firm and tries to make that connection. That always strikes me as, you know, somebody that I want to talk to is that, that they've done some of their homework on the firm. They're clear, uh, they're, they're reading about the industry. They're looking, you know, they're paying attention to publications. They've got thoughts on how they want to improve themselves, um, what their direction is, and what they want to add to their skill set. Those are all things that I look for when I'm meeting young planners. Yeah, that's that's really great to hear. And Michelle, just to get your side of the equation here, um, as you were you know, being interviewed for the firm and learning more about the position, what were the expectations set for you um, as you transitioned into the team? When I had met with Kathy, I think the first thing I noticed was her transparency um, because she was just going through all of these internal documents with our values and who we are and really set that precedence of, okay, we really care about our client and we're going to do whatever it takes because we have all of these resources that we've created. So when I first started, I spent most of my time with Kathy directly being trained. 
And that's um, really where I learned how to prep, how to work with clients, and was immediately put into client meetings and immediately given the opportunity to communicate with clients and take on these technical follow-up items. So I think that's where we started was just one-on-one time with Kathy, where I learned everything. And then from there, it was knowing, okay, we're going to grow upon this. So in the future, you tell me what you're interested in, but really keep that open line of communication and I'll support you to get to that level. That's really, really important when you're you know, first starting out at a firm is, okay, here's how you do it. Um, but at some point, what you're telling me basically is you are expected to go further educate yourself and further take on more responsibility. Am I understanding that correctly? And it was more of you communicate with me rather than I'm going to tell you what to do. It was, let's work together. Let's collaborate. Let's make Flourish the best firm it can be. And I remember Kathy saying, I'm not married to anything. So you have, if you have any ideas, if you have any c- criticism for me, because she would ask for it, which is new from a business owner, she really wanted that open line of communication with her employees to become the best firm. I guess you would say she gave you a clear path then to this is how to be successful and it's up to you to execute it after you have some baseline knowledge of what you're expected to do. Yeah, knowing that she's always going to be there for support and will always make time to help develop me into the best planner I can be because that's what the world needs, right? More really great planners. Yes, and even more great planners who are also great teachers. (laughs) Exactly. And so, Kathy, you know, you've talked a couple of times now about the personal side of money, and that is something that takes quite a bit of time to learn. So how are you structuring this in a manner that is easy to replicate, easy to teach? And how are you showing planners like Michelle and Nicole how they can be successful with the personal side of money? Uh, so this is where I've I've felt that like I've had that skill kind of innately growing up in the profession is to really bring that personal side and and this is that curiosity really understanding like why are people making that decision or how can I successfully navigate them to a, a decision that you know they see that answer and move there themselves some of it's from my coaching I've I've gone through a coaching program too and able to play upon those skills but as I was looking and thinking about how to develop financial planners, I really wanted to come up with or use tools that would enhance that experience. So that's where we reached out to and we're part of the Money Quotient programs where they have a lot of tools to help us uh, uncover our clients' money story, their history with change and how they've been successful at change in the past so we can draw upon that experience going forward. And then there are many more tools there. And then right now I'm going through the financial transitionist training with Susan Bradley um, with the idea that once I go through that, then we'll start and we are already starting to incorporate tools like communication preferences, which is, is a really simple document, but really asking how people want to receive information and work together. We, we like uncover new information um, every Every time we talk to a client about their preferences. And so these tools help us then be able to like work in that personal space and have a common language and shared tools to work together as a team. And so that's like where Michelle is going to head out to Money Quotient training this summer because I want them to learn this, these tools and experience the training firsthand. 
So, so you as the firm owner, you're sort of beta testing some of these new tools and then implementing with your team after you've decided if it fits the vision and is easily teachable. And sometimes it's like, oh, like there's a tool that I'm being exposed to and it's like, hold on a minute, like, let me go get that and bring it back. And I maybe take them off guard a little bit as I say, oh, yeah, I, we haven't talked about this yet, but let's just try this out. Um, so they're flexible enough with me. I think, too, in like the the evolutions of the firm where I, you know, Michelle is very gracious in saying, you know, I'm willing to let her like take on areas. I it like as an owner, I've also had to learn that I'm not tied to any specific outcome and that other team members can make things better. And so even when I've created processes and procedures, which I really tried to create and, you know, use our, our CRM to document all of these things early on. But now what I've been excited about is like Michelle actually took our whole client onboarding and paperwork process and brought it to the next level and I wasn't even involved with it. And that's what I'm excited for in seeing them start to lead areas of the firm and move the firm forward. Processes are one of those things where once you add another person to the equation, they almost immediately break. So, <laughs> so as, as you look at some of those initial systems that you put in place, I guess, do you have any type of feedback system in place at the firm to ensure that both you the employer and Michelle, the employee, are both getting what you need to get out of the working relationship and career growth? For each team member, I do monthly check-ins as far as their own personal development growth and feedback, um, you know, that's on their mind. Yeah, of course, like I have an open door policy and if there's something on their mind that, you know, they they will bring it in at other times, but it's just an opportunity for us to think about their, their growth plans. It's also an opportunity because we do a strategic planning process called traction. And I have everybody involved in this um, where we, we have four quarterly strategic days where we set what we're going to work on for, well, the strategic plan starts with kind of your big vision, breaking it down to your three-year plan, to your one-year plan. And then quarterly, we, we set what are our, what we call our rocks, like what it, what do we need to work on for this next quarter? And everybody has a specific rock that they're working on for that quarter. Like for me right now, I'm working on for the team is really defining that career path for the team members, kind of using some of the leadership pipeline where like Abacus, um, their firm has done a nice job laying that out. So really trying to play off of that concept and build out a career path. And, and But every team member has that. So we use that as like a check-in for our monthly check-ins. But I, I think like even, and you know, I know like as we kind of think about managing up, um, I really want to create an opportunity where they come and like bring information to me um, that, you know, because sometimes like I might not be dealing with something that I should be doing. And I, I think back to an experience where Michelle, we we had a couple of people that were onboarding right when Michelle was coming on board and it, it wasn't all the right fit as I talk about turnover. Um, and Michelle kind of called me out on it and said, hey, I, you know, I'm just, I'm curious, like I, I, I feel like I'm doing this other person's job. What are your thoughts about this? And she did it in such a polite way, but it was true. Like I had to deal with that situation and, um, kind of give that hard feedback and move the firm forward. You know, Michelle, like how has your experience with having that ability to be a contributor, not only to Kathy, but 
to the firm as a whole, has that at all altered what you view your potential career path as? And how has Kathy helped you integrate those changes of your potential career path into the training she's giving you? Yeah, I think it's been really empowering, actually, especially when I look at just being here a year and a half and seeing just how much impact that I've had on the firm and how much I'm able to have on the firm. But I think the difference is why it works for me and Kathy is that we have the same intentions. And by putting in this work with the strengths finders and these other development tools, we've really realized how aligned we are with each other and with our goals and then with the firm and our clients. And so those have really helped us to identify these kind of tough types of part of the business that need to be worked on. And so for me, it's really exciting to be able to take initiative. And it has allowed me to see that maybe one day I do want to be in a bigger role where there is planning, but also the business aspect. Um, Like, for example, right now we're expanding our office and Kathy is asking us for direct feedback of our vision for the firm. And so that's just been a really great experience and opportunity that I don't think is given at all small firms. Um, But with it does come a lot of responsibility. Um, And so at Kathy, how she's helped me is by just being really transparent, that open door policy, and really creating an an environment where we can be honest with her. And like she said, call her out, but in a polite way, of course. Kathy and Michelle, you've both said the same thing where, you know, having that exposure to the business side of things is a great thing for the right person, but it might not be for everyone. And that might be why small firms aren't for everyone. But, you know, Kathy, obviously you seem compelled with Michelle and Nicole. What is your roadmap for them? Has there been any discussion about partnership or anything like that? And how have you framed that conversation? Not to put you on the spot. Oh, no, no. You know, so when I first started Flourish, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to do partnership. Um, But coming out of a partnership, it just wasn't in my vision at that point in time. But now I cannot wait to create a partnership um, opportunity for for both of them. I, I think that that would be so rewarding. I really want them to benefit from the firm, you know, as much as they could. And so that is definitely my intention. And um really am looking forward to having them as partners and, and having future partners. That's great to hear. And, you know, we hear so many nightmare stories about failed succession plans. Um, and again, I don't mean to pry too much, but uh, how, how will that conversation start or has that conversation started? And how are you going to shape the expectations on both sides? So that's part of like the preliminary work as I'm really defining clear career paths and how somebody would develop in that planning role. And so thinking through like first developing their own, you know, how they perform their own job, then developing into how will they manage others? Like I'm really excited that Michelle likes to manage others and I could see future opportunities there. Then to having them have aspects of maybe running certain aspects of the firm. And so 
so laying out those, the progression, and then building in kind of that set experience. So like when Michelle was talking about networking, so I really encourage like, you know, get involved in a nonprofit that you like. So it's not that she has to develop business, but like, you know, be out there meeting people so that you have planted these seeds that, you know, that may like um, come to life, you know, 10 years from now or eight years from now. And so it's really kind of thinking about the skills and the development path for them that leads them into that partnership path. Great. That, that's cool. Hopefully they'll say yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the kicker, right? Yes. We've already had the partnership conversation where Kathy shows me how it works on the tax return. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh no, tax season, right? <laughs> like, Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And, and Michelle, you know, as you've progressed in the firm and, you know, you said at one point you would be open to taking on a bigger role within the firm. Is partnership something that you're interested in? Or I guess, how have you mentally processed that possibility as the planner? You know, after being here a year and a half, I finally accepted that Flourish is the real deal. And it's the exact way that I envisioned myself doing planning in college. So if I were to think of anywhere where I want to flourish and be a partner, it would be here. Um, and I think Kath, since Kathy and I have already had these conversations and we have a clear path of what type of development I need to get to that level, I'm definitely open to making this my home <laughs> and seeing how much more involvement I can have besides just what I'm doing now. What were some of those experiences at the previous employers, you know, outside of just being investment focused, what were some of those experiences that made you realize this isn't the right fit? One big part of it was um, the lack of community development that was encouraged uh, because there was so much to do that we didn't really take time to sit down and strategically plan everything and think about, okay, this is our firm, but what else can we do outside of this firm to develop ourselves and also make the community better? Um, because I'm really interested in financial education and financial literacy. So I also liked working on the business, but also thinking about what's outside of that and having a really good balance, which Kathy clearly encourages because her involvement is so extensive. Um, another piece, like I mentioned before, was just lack of support to help me reach my goals and have those conversations of where do I want to be. So even in this podcast, we've already talked about partnership, but I don't think that word would have ever been said at my prior firm. Um, and then also the approach to how we plan. So at Flourish, we use a lot of, like Kathy said, money quotient tools where we're learning about the client and their money story. And we're really trying to build a deep relationship with them. So a lot of times we're giving the technical piece of finance, like what an insurance policy is and what type of credit cards and you know what, what a stock and a bond is. But we're doing it in a really soft way type of way and using the um, like financial coaching counseling skills where before at the other firm, it was like, okay, here's the PE ratio. Here's the sharp ratio, which isn't always obvious to clients what that is and isn't really conducive to having any sort of impact on their financial planning. So I think those were really the biggest pieces for me. 
So it can't be all great, right? Like there has to have been some hurdles along the way. What were some like major hurdles that you guys did have to overcome when you first started your your working relationship together? Oh, that well, that was when. So when I talk about turnover, so I lost two individuals, um, kind of like right before Michelle joined, and we were already looking at that time to expand to a third for a client service person, and. So Michelle came on board with two other individuals that were just not the right fit. And it was me like trying to make them be the right fit. So it was three all together trying to instill the why and get the team up to speed. And yet all of this institutional like client knowledge was all in my head and trying to get that all out. Um, And so it was a chaotic first, oh, maybe like the maybe chaotic for six months or so, maybe Michelle would say longer, but until we really got the right team in place that was aligned on oh, the way that they approached clients and their vision. And, and, and then at the same time, Michelle was taking her CFP exam. And so it was coming up with creative ways so she could focus at the right time that, where she did so well in studying and be flexible in how we work. Um, and so that, I think it was a hard time. It was, I, appreciate Michelle for being so patient during that time. Um, and I think that we've come a long way and now we're back in like the last six months or so we're back in like kind of re like building some of the procedure foundation and like moving, like kind of enhancing the firm versus just kind of keeping maintaining and at a time where we've had, had a good, some good amount of growth. And I had the book that was in the process of being finished. And so a little crazy start. Sounds like a lot of, a lot of pieces in the air there. And, and Michelle, how did that feel to you as the new employee um, at the firm? It's so long ago now. I think I've repressed the first six months. Um, well, first, it was really, it was chaotic, but there was a sense that we're all in it together. Like, we all have the same goal. We all have the same amount of dedication. We all have the same purpose for being here. And I think because I connected so much with our core values, and I saw them played out every day. So, like, I knew these weren't, these also were not the right fit for Flourish because they didn't fit with any of our culture and what how we practice financial planning. Um, so for me, it was about just being there for Kathy and being that support system and her just knowing I'm here through it all, the good, the bad, the ugly. And it was also just a great learning experience because I got to do a ton of different things that I probably wouldn't have just starting out as an intro wealth manager. So I just think it really actually strengthened our relationship to know that we can work together through the really hard times and get through it. And I don't think anyone, I know our clients didn't even notice that there may have been some chaos. And so that was fun to celebrate with Kathy and then also finding the right people for the roles has been really encouraging. And I don't even think about that time except as a learning experience together. Well, I think it's fascinating that both of you realize that those two individuals were not a good fit. Um, And Kathy, how important has it been for you, not only since that was resolved, but also uh, from the beginning of when Michelle came on board, how important has it been to you to have an employee or a member of the team? I don't really like to use the employee word too much. um, As someone to lean on, how important has that been in your success personally? 
I I have definitely leaned on Michelle, and I really you know, I don't like that word employee either. I really think it we're all a team together, and I've been like I'm so thankful for oh during that hard time that I could bounce ideas off of her or get her perspective. Michelle's really strategic in her her thinking, and she's a learner too. So she's you know even if we talk about something like afterwards, she's going to go do some research and come back and you know give me some additional perspective too. So I'm very thankful that she was with me and was patient during that journey of figuring out how we build the right team here. Just to finish that up, what advice would you give firm owners or other veteran planners who are trying to bring new talent into the firm, whether it's their first time, their second time, or their fifth time? So for me, what's really been helpful is to hire based on values um, and really defining. So we talk about those those five values, but laying it into a deeper cultural snapshot of like what really works and what doesn't. And so we have this one page document that we use to really talk through, um, you know, like one example is. Oh, curiosity and passion. Pay attention to the clients, the firm, team members, and broader community. So like kind of like we talk about those core values, but we have to like lay out what does that mean culturally and what are the examples of how it plays out in our firm. And so that document and being very deliberate on how I think about our culture and our values has been really helpful in defining the team and then doing more research and testing so that we're really clear that we have the right match. Um, because hiring is not a scientific formula. You know, there's a little bit of art and you can test so much and you, you try to do as much as you can in terms of finding that right candidate and then thinking about your environment because I like some of it's been a learning process because the culture of flourish being smaller is very different from, you know, even my prior firm that was a much larger established firm with lots of, you know, defined roles. And so not everybody fits in the, you know, some people do much better in larger firms with really defined job focus. And some people really have that entrepreneurial spirit and, um, we can't have it all day long because we'll never get anything done. But it's it's a balance of finding that right mix. And, you know, I keep learning um, and, and continue to grow. And, you know, I, I'm not to say that I've figured it out yet because I think there's still so much more to learn on that hiring side. Hire for fit first and then focus on experience, certifications, et cetera. I, I think that there's a lot in terms of what we as a firm can do to train them on some of the other skills, but they have to have that core fit to begin with. Michelle, as a newer planner in the profession, do you have any tips out there, whether it's from interviewing or from searching for firms or just working within a firm? Do you have any tips for those who may find themselves joining a firm as a less experienced financial planner? Oh, definitely. Um, I think first, it's it's really important to find a mentor who truly supports you. And luckily, mine is right next door in my office. Um, because Kathy, just her impact on my growth has been substantial. She's honestly the best financial planner I've ever met. She's mentioned her book, Flourish Financially, which is all about starting these conversations about money with anyone, like friends, family, etc. She's a woman business owner. She's on these nonprofit boards and she's an incredible mother. Um, but even with that, she makes the time for me. 
And that to me has been so valuable for me. Um, I think another piece, especially for young planners, is just to be open-minded because this field is changing so much. And, you know, you really need to take advantage of organizations like the Financial Planning Association or even like alumni events, CFP mentoring, because they're holding these meetings and conferences where they allow you to meet with other professionals in the industry, but then also stay up to date on what's occurring and give yourself a voice. So I think that's my final point is just know your value and your worth. Um, we're going to be the future planners. Even if we don't have that experience piece, uh, we do have a lot to offer. And I think that's something that we need to voice to employers a lot more than we actually do. You know, from your other past experiences, would you feel like exploring different avenues of the profession? You know, you were at the larger firm, at the smaller firm, and now you're back at a smaller firm. Do you think exploring those different corners of the profession has helped you understand what you enjoy about financial planning? Absolutely. Um, I think that's the hardest part is where do you land? And to me, that's really firm specific. So even though my experiences weren't as meaningful at a large firm, small firm, what really came out to be the differentiating factor is who I'm working with. Um, so I think that's really allowed me to see that there's so much more than just being a wealth manager. There's, you, you know, you can be a paraplanner, you can do client services. Maybe you want to work more in the technology that's going to be to continue to develop in this industry. Um, but what I've learned is it might not be the size of the firm. It might be more about who's willing to listen to you and really take your advice and actually do something with it. And that's how Kathy and I have been able to work with each other so much as we both value each other and have the same values too. If you like this episode, you can find more at fpaactivate.org and be sure to join the FPA Activate community on Facebook. It's a growing study group for financial planning professionals from students to firm owners, professors, and board members. You'll find them all there where you too can lend your voice. We hope you'll join us and help grow the financial planning profession. Thanks for listening.